Welcome to another edition of Talking Hospitality, where we look at issues in the hospitality industry and our guests have to bring solutions or advice to those issues. This week, we're recording live at Lakefield Hospitality College, so be prepared to listen for police sirens, the dropping of a tray and the random starting of a dishwasher as we ask, how can we empower women in hospitality? Hosting for today's episode are me, Timothy R. Andrews, and Tracy Rashid. Today is the first time doing face-to-face recording away from online. And of course, what better way to celebrate than to record in the incredible, and it really is incredible, guys, Lakefield Hospitality College in Northwest London. And you may have already heard her cheer in the background. I'd like to welcome the amazing... Frankie Stranati, student and industry link, recruitment manager and teacher. Welcome, Frankie. It's great to be here. (laughs) And how are you today? I'm very well. I'm really well. And uh, it's great to be here. It's very nice for me to be talking to you. I feel like we're old friends. Yeah. Even though we've actually only met a couple of times before. Yeah. But I think we have something really in common, which is the hospitality industry. We're passionate about it. Yeah. That's the word, passion. Definitely. We are recording at the fabulous Lakefield Hospitality College in northwest London. Yes, you know it's been here since 1962 and it was purpose-built as a college for females to try and eradicate the kind of male-female ratio in the industry, which is, you know, it has been very male-dominated, especially in the 60s. Mm. We're balancing that out now slowly. Yeah, we're very proud of what we're doing and trying to kind of get young females into the industry. Females who will stay there, who will be leaders, who will be head chefs, who will be head pastry chefs, restaurant managers. How do people respond to the college being female only? Do you know, actually, lots of parents who come with their daughters to have a look around, that's one of the kind of unique selling points for them. They say, I love the fact that you're all girls. Because actually girls learn differently from boys. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a fact. Yeah. And it gives them the focus that they need. I think also it gives them the confidence because I think young people are always comparing with one another. Mm. And so it gives them the confidence to just be who they are and to develop themselves. It's in our favour. Yeah. Obviously, you have some that, you know, say, oh, what, there's no boys here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're sticking to our single sex education sure. plan because it works for us yeah 100% of our students go into industry and work and stay there for at least five years this morning when I was showing Tracy and Tim around the girls are looking up to Tracy she's an entrepreneur she's got her own uh, cake business essence of cake and of course some of them are aspiring to that that's what they want to do I think that kind of female role models in their lives are super important because you've been there and you've done it yes Yes, and whoever made the tasty cake that I tried earlier, well done. It was delicious. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? But it was, I'm not the was. expert. Um, <laughs> Tim, you ate it as well. Yeah, I did. I loved it. Yeah, it was definitely uh, yeah, way faster approved. than I did. Check, 
approved. Yeah. And what about your background and how did you get to where you are today? And how did you get to be involved with Lakefield? Yeah, interesting questions. I actually trained as a primary school teacher. I didn't really want to go to university, to be honest. But in my day, it's not <laughs> In my day, <laughs> like everything was black and white. Donkeys. <laughs> but in my day, when I actually applied to do hospitality management, and you know what? I didn't get in. So then I thought, I am the wrong person for this. I need to choose something else. One of my teachers at school said, why don't you do teaching? You'd be good at teaching. So I did teaching. Mm. I did a four-year degree in education, and I actually loved it. Mm. And I'm glad I did it now. You know, I can use those skills. Yes. So then after I taught for 15 years, I thought, hospitality is still in my mind. You know, I love being with people. I love looking after people. My grandparents actually had a cafe in King's Cross. Dad says he remembers as a 14-year-old boy coming back from school and and drying teacups behind the counter, serving, taking fish and chip orders, etc. It's probably in my blood. Sure. My dad was the chef at home and so it's always been there. So then I applied for the job at Lakefield. They were looking at the time for someone who knew the education system and who could be a kind of student rep and go into schools and get young people into the college and, and recruit. I studied the food and beverage MVQ level two. Then I did some cocktail training. So I now teach cocktails and I've really found my niche. You know, I'm really, I'm really happy here and I'm, and I love what I do. That's amazing. I can't stop smiling. I know. Like, my my cheeks are actually amazing. hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just great. It's just great. So you said Lakefield was founded in 1962. Yes. What was the, the main drive for it to come about? And why was it, why was it put here? Yes. Why was it built? It was very obvious in the 60s that we had you know, lots of male chefs, um, kind of middle-aged white men mm-hmm. who were taking the lead in everything. And there was no kind of female input there. And you know, I think females have a lot to offer the mm. industry. Hospitality is is a life skill in itself. Even if you don't go into it as a career, you know, lots of women will become mothers, you know, at some point. So they need those skills, how to look after their family properly. And for me, that is a really kind of good thing to do for society, to teach young women how to be mothers, how to kind of keep the family together, how to yeah have those skills of homemaking oh, if yeah. you want. Family is where we, we, we nurture ourselves, where we develop, where we grow. Yeah. It's so important. This is why we're here doing this podcast. Yes. Yeah. We want to encourage young people and not so young people <laughs> to, to go into the industry and, and choose it as their chosen career. Then we came about to empower young women to go into the industry and make a name for themselves mm. and, you know, to be good team leaders, to look after their staff, which, again, I think is another key issue. Let's face it, hospitality is about people. It's about looking after people, you know, internally with your own team, but also externally with the, mm-hmm. with the customers that you're, you're serving. Have things changed much since 1962 in our industry? Do you think our industry was a bit behind? We were a bit slow to recognise that why aren't women coming to our industry? Because we're not catering for them well enough. They want to go and have families, you know, they'll need time to bring up their children and we have to accommodate that. Yes. We were slow off the bandwagon, really. It's much better, you know, um, hours are, the hours are not so long, you know. Mm. The pay still isn't equal. 
Uh, yes. So that's, you know, that's a, you know, an ongoing... That's another thing. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's better and I think it's changing. I mean, there's a few places that I've been to, a few venues where the kitchen um, brigade is all female. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, that works for them. You know, a good balance. Always a good balance um, of men and women is... Because we all bring different things to the mm-hmm, table. Yeah. And neither one is better than the other. They're just different. Yes. But we all know that a great team is made up of, you know, lots of different types of people with different personalities, different talents, different skills. And that's what make, makes a fantastic team. Yeah. And we have to embrace that. In terms of the hospitality industry as a whole, obviously it's had a few knocks of late. Mm-hmm. We say knocks. Very tame. Yeah. Very tame. <laughs> what do you think some of the issues are in attracting and recruiting people within our industry right now? Do you know what? Maybe the small knocks is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. as you're talking, Tim, that actually maybe this is a, a wake-up call for us that actually maybe we look need to look for our own industry professionals in the UK mm-hmm. you know we've, we've been through Brexit we've been through the pandemic suddenly we're stuck because oh help we've got no one coming from abroad yeah. what do we do we have to look for them here and we certainly experienced that in Lakefield I mean the cohort I have this year are all British you know British girls who want to do this as their chosen career and that's great and you know what I think there's many more out there employers need to be doing a lot more to connect with education and I know you know some of the listeners may be thinking who does she think she is we're too busy (laughs) I know that I understand that you know I've worked in hotels and restaurants I absolutely know you'll run off your feet but it's an investment and in the long term it's going to be to your benefit go out there find them bring them in engage them nurture them mentor them coach them and they'll stay with you. What are some of the solutions that Lakefield is providing, and maybe even more specifically providing mm-hmm. for females? In terms of solutions, one of the things we're doing is a mentoring programme, because young girls, and what I think maybe females in general, we always put ourselves down. We always say, mm. I'm not going to be good at that. And I don't know, we, we, we're not very good at being confident. And in fact, you know, this is another interesting point, actually, that I'm going to put in here. Lots of male head chefs have said to me, do you know what, the females don't apply for the jobs that are at the top because they always find the loopholes in what they can do and I won't be good enough, I won't be able to do it, I don't have enough skills. And so this is what we have to tackle, actually. They're not applying for the jobs, why? So we thought the mentoring programme was extremely important to build up that confidence from a young age... You know, you can do this. It's all about, you know, growth mindset. You know, we've heard this before. Growth mindset. Why are you saying you can't do it? Who said you can't do it? Only you're the only one who's saying you can't do it. You can do it. Yes. Think, so I think for us, the mentoring programme, so the girls meet with their mentor. It's a professional mentor. And they will discuss you know, how they're performing in the kitchen, you know, what, they, what areas they feel they need to develop. 
And I've got some lovely stories of girls who've kind of been with us and how they've changed mm. from beginning to end. And a lot of that, you know, is down to the environment that we put them in that is positive. Yes, we tell them at times that's not good enough. You can do better yes. than that. It's um, constructive, though. You need that. Yes. Mm. You know, it's, all, it's all growth. It's all, it's all moving forward. That has been a really good solution to build the confidence from a young age yeah, and to follow that through. We've also found that once they leave Lakefield, typically most of our students stay for two to three years, once they leave Lakefield, they want to stay in contact. Mm. They don't just go. And it's just amazing how they keep coming back. Hi, I just came to say hi to everyone. Brilliant. And they go into the kitchen and the current students will say, oh, where do you work now? What's it like? Is it good? Oh, great. So again, that, that is wonderful to see as well. And it happens very naturally. Mm. To be fair, Frankie, I want to come back, so... I don't, I've only been oh, here a day, yeah, so right. I don't blame them. Well, you can come back any time you want. Tracy and I have both worked with schools, separately and young yes. people, and one of the things that we've both noticed is that young people tend to be quite shy mm-hmm. and reserved at the moment, particularly sort of post-lockdown. Not so with your girls. No. Mm. Like, they were, no one was hiding, no. were they? The eye contact was real. Like, it was there, like, and I love that. That shows confidence in someone. It shows that they're comfortable in their being, that yes. they're happy to look yes. someone in the eyes. It's a real skill to be able to do that. They're, they're really showing is. confidence, mm. which is what we've just been saying. Mm-hmm. But I think unless you put them in an environment where they feel accepted, they feel secure, they feel safe, or that actually you've got their best interests yes. at heart and you want them, you really want them to progress mm-hmm. and to succeed, that they can feel that... And so, you know, therefore, they're kind of happy to listen to the constructive criticism, to, you know, to work harder, to push forward. So, yeah, it yeah, works. Right, definitely. What do you think, as an employer, what do you think they should know about working with you or working with the girls? Is there something they should be aware of? I think that's interesting because, I, yes, I've, I've been working with employers now for two reasons, really. One is because they all do two placements every year, so I'm looking for venues who are going to inspire these young people to, to work with them. And I think it's often on the placements that a girl will come back and she'll say to me, Frankie, I'd really love to work there. Mm. I just love the vibe. I love the team. And then second is obviously when they leave here, part of my job is to have a conversation with them about, okay, what do you want to go? Where do you want to work? The world is your oyster. Mm. You can go anywhere in the world you want. What do you want to do? And so the ball's in their court. Now, obviously, I'm going to support them. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram, so I'm aware of what's available, what's needed. I've got, I'm constantly bombarded with phone calls from employers saying, have you got anybody? We've got some commie chef positions available. But I have to say, I'm also selecting the employers. Yes. Mm. I, I want them to stay in the industry. I want them to have a good experience, especially in their first, second year of working. I want them to be looked after and treated as people and treated as individuals. Absolutely. So uh, I've been around long enough now to know where I would like to send them and where I'm not so keen on sending them. I think employers have got a lot to answer for as well. Okay, you're saying you've got no staff, but what are you doing to actually Mm. recruit those staff and encourage them and promote your your business? I've had girls who have left here and they've got, you know, four or five job offers. Which one do they choose? I can tell very quickly the ones who just want to fill their staffing gaps. 
and the ones that actually want to bring this student on board, make them part of the company and uh, train them properly and, and help them on their career journey. Okay, there's a difference. I think in regards to employers, as you said, one of the key things you mentioned earlier about with the girls coming to your college is, is training the next leaders, how to manage your teams, manage yourself, how to move forwards. And I think a lot of the industry, especially in the kitchen, you kind of rise up but not necessarily get that management, that leadership part of the training. Mm-hmm. So it's really great that you're kind of sending out that new, that new batch of, of people in hospitality that will have that skill and then yes. can nurture that next generation coming through as well. Yes. That's, really, that's so crucial, so yeah. crucial. So you've talked a lot about the employers and, and how do they get in contact with you? Because I'm sure once they hear this, they're going to want to. If they come and see how we train, what we do, the atmosphere that we have here the teamwork that we have here, if they see it for themselves, then I think they'll be sold. Mm. That's at Lakefield TC, TC in capitals, and our website, lakefield.org.uk. We're not done yet, Frankie. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't look so scared. Don't look so scared. (laughs) If it's a competition or a game, I'll love it. So it's a game, Mm -hmm. and the game is you have one-word answers. We ask you a question, we alternate it, and you have to say the first word that pops into your head. I love this game. Yeah? I love it. Frankie, what's your favourite colour? Red. What's your favourite food? Spaghetti. What's your favourite thing to learn about? Hospitality. What's the best thing you have ever experienced? Cocktails at the Shard. Ooh, Ooh. fancy. (laughs) If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, I've I've always wanted to be like, oh, it's one word. Spider-Man. Spider-Woman. Oh, yeah. Spider-Woman might be good, yeah. Do you share food or is it best to be savoured individually? Oh, shared. Oh, I don't share food. <laughs> What's the last emoji on your phone? Oh, the hug. Oh, what makes you happy? Being with people like you. What makes you sad? If I don't succeed. If you were offered the role of, of mayor of London, would you take it? Yes. <laughs> what do More you funding. find really really boring sleeping what's your favorite thing about yourself you can't ask me if a stratus cloud is flat and smooth and a cumulus cloud is light and fluffy what does iCloud look like technical what is the punchline to the funniest joke you have ever heard i never remember punchlines <laughs> is soya yogurt yogurt yes it's yogurt have you ever had your eyes checked or have they always been brown? Hazel. <laughs> right, if you won a million pounds, what's the first thing you would spend it on? I'd invest it in Lakefield. Do you ever doubt the existence of others? Others are definitely, they definitely exist. You are off the hook. <laughs> you can have a glass of water and you can breathe again, Frankie. Did I yes. get 10 out of 10? Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll scores are in. Let's just have a look. <laughs> um. 
77. Have you won? You're going to have to find out at the end of the series. <laughs> Thank you both so much. I hope you've both had fun. And yes, definitely. And I hope the listeners have had as much fun as we have. And please do check out the links below. Sadly, that is all of this episode. But tune in next week where we'll have another fabulous guest who will be talking hospitality. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and stay awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Adios. Don't forget, you can now get in contact with us via our website, www.talkinghospitality.com, via Instagram, Facebook and TikTok by searching Talking Hospitality. Our website offers more episodes, blogs on the topics discussed and training that is specific to the hospitality industry designed to help you and your team develop their hospitality careers. Your support makes these conversations possible. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stay tuned for more engaging discussions in the world of hospitality. Until next time, keep pushing boundaries and stay inspired. Thank you for listening and goodbye.